You know, some churches are about pleasing the people. Are you having a good day? Is your seat comfortable? All that kind of stuff. And some, pre- some churches are about reaching a lost world. Amen? Reaching a lost world. It's the Great Commission. And listen, churches have forgotten about it. That's why churches like this are very, very rare. A church that only focuses inwardly dies. Such is the case of many churches today. If you focus inwardly, you will die. Just like as an individual, if you focus on your own problems, you'll never have the joy of reaching out. That's what Christianity is all about. In the case of individual believers, you know, uh, it's wonderful when you go door knocking and you're knocking at people's doors and the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's just the joy of, of those who go and preach the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of good tidings. Just want to show, show you a few things. What is the mission field all about? If you could catch this, this mission, this burden I have in my heart. It's about that picture there. Now you look at that picture, you see nothing, do you? But when I look at that picture, I see everything. Because if you could move the bus out of the way, if you go to the other side of the street, you'd be looking at the area in the Bronx, New York, where I got saved. And that's what the mission field is for me. See, I, I got saved in street evangelism. People would hand me leaflets, and like Aline said, don't ever underestimate the value of one gospel leaflet. Honestly, the Word of God does not return void. And listen, someone had a burden for New York, and I got in on that burden. Amen? That's what missions is all about. It's about, it's personal. Amen? It should be personal to you. Everything you do is a, uh, we're all a product of missionary activity. Four row in the Bronx, it was uh, that picture there. Uh, let me just show you about the cycle of missions. See, the cycle of missions is this. I got saved 2nd of October 1992, trusted Jesus as my Savior. God brought me all the way back to Ireland. And now the missionary cycle needs to continue. Because I'm hoping the next, next while that we could take on a missionary down in Cork. And that's where the cycle of missions continues. That we could... Uh, get behind someone and send someone out. And the Great Commission is fulfilled by local independent Baptist churches that just keep doing that cycle. It's an amazing thing how missions works. Missions is the reason for our existence so we, we can tell others. Missions is the heartbeat of God. Heartbeat of God. Listen, the Son of Man coming to save, seeking to save that which was lost. That's what missions is all about. And let me show you some quotes I'll be, I'll be stuck for a little bit of time, but let's just show you some very quick quotes. This is what uh, David Livington said. God had only one son. He, he was a missionary. A poor example of him am I. But in this work I'm, I now live, and in this work I wish to die. David Livingston. Not called, did you say? Not heard the call? I think you should say, put your ear to the Bible and hear him bid you go and pull sinners out of the fire of sin. Brother, uh, this is uh, Hudson Taylor. Brother, if you would enter the province, you must go forward on your knees. And uh, all, I love this quote by William Carey. All my friends are but one, but he's all sufficient. Amen. And then Carey, the church that does not evangelize will fossilize. Oswald, Oswald Smith and uh, Hudson Taylor. If I had a thousand lives, I'd give them all for China. These were missionaries. This is the heartbeat of a missionary. Uh, let me just show you a few, a few slides very, very quickly. The average church is like this, okay? You've got an inward focus, mostly. 
And that's what allowed them. We have a missionary slot that's for missions, that's for outward focus, but mostly it's inward. But listen, a church that should be the ideal kind of church, the biblical model is a church that is outward. Amen? I hope you get that idea. A church that is outward in focus. Every, every individual ministry is outward focus. Listen, all the way from the crash, all the way to music, everything about the church should be a missionary focus. I believe that's a biblical model. Amen? Outward focus. And there are just some slides. I'm trying to skip away so we can get to... Let me just skip this slide as well. And let me just show you what, what mission is all about. It's about, first thing I want to say, missions is about leaving your comfort zone. It's about, the first thing is about leaving your, your, your comfort zone. See, we all have a comfort zone. We all have a comfort zone. You know, we all have a comfort zone. My comfort zone is right where my family is. I love being around my wife and my kids. It's, it's my comfort zone, if you like. And it's hard to... Break away from your comfort zone and move into an area where you might find yourself insecure. And a lot of times that is the case with missions. See, what you have to do is you have to leave what you know and you've got to go to the place where you're uncomfortable. But that's what missions is. That's where the blessing of God is. Listen, if you, if you leave your comfort zone, an example I just want to show you is Matthew, or Matthew 14. Matthew 14, if I could. Matthew 14. Just a few scriptures. <coughs> Matthew 14 and verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking in the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, I love Peter, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I want you to understand there was disciples in the boat. Only one person stepped out, Peter. Listen, he's walking on water. He's walking on, he's walking on the Sea of Galilee. He's walking towards, towards his Lord. It takes faith to step out. But he had to leave the comfort of the boat to step out onto those waters. And listen, when you step out, when you try to do what the Lord wants you to do, Satan will put obstacles there. Satan will try to hinder you. But you've got to try to step out. You've got to leave your comfort zone. You've got, you, you got to know what your comfort zone is and leave it. And that's what missions is all about. It's about going to the places where you feel uncomfortable. It's about, listen, it's about a greater cause that's greater than yourself. You know, it's, it's funny. When you got saved, what you did was... You had to, like the example over there in Hebrews is, you had to almost, you had to go outside the camp where it was uncomfortable. And that's what I did. In your mind, when you got saved, you had to say to yourself, okay, I'm not trusting in religion. I'm not trusting in anything. I'm trusting in only Jesus. 
And when you did that, God was well pleased. It's about leaving your comfort zone. I wanted to say it's about also teamwork. It's about teamwork. You know, you can't do it on your own. That's why a church, the local New Testament church, is so important. Amen? It's so important to be a part of a church. Because, listen, when Jesus sent them out, he sent them out by, by twos. And when we go out, the, the wonderful thing about a church down in Cork is that we have a sending church right beside us, about a half an hour away from us. So I'm not on my own. And the idea of missions is that there's always someone that you can come to and say, listen, is this right? Is, is, uh, can I get help here? Because usually what we have is Bible clubs and stuff, and we have people helping us. So there's teamwork going on, amen? And listen, you can, you can get a whole lot done with teamwork. You can get a whole lot done than being on your own. It's so important to have teamwork. Nobody can do it on their own. Jesus sent them out by twos. You know, uh, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. What's wonderful about God's plan, God's way of doing things, is that only He gets the glory. You know, uh, you think about this for a second. Some plow. Plowing is hard work. If you're if you a farmer, you know that plowing is the hardest work you can do on a tractor. Then there's the sowing. Then there's the watering. And then there's the reaping. But it's, listen, it's God that giveth the increase. No one can glory. It says over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6 and 7, it says, Paul is saying, I have planted, Apollos waters, but God gave the increase. Verse 7, so then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that water it, but God that giveth the increase. When you realize that we're just, we're just individuals and we're trying to do our best, but it's God at the end of the day that has to open up the hearts. We, we, in reality, we are just used to bring that soul to Christ. It's God that does the work. Amen? But we got to be willing to leave our comfort zone and to have teamwork. To be a team... To, to work as a team. Nobody can do it on their own. A church planter needs the efforts, needs uh, team effort all the way. And then let me show you about also, about stretching your face. See, God will stretch your face. As, as a church and as a missionary, God will stretch your face. Listen, one of the most precious verses of the Bible to me is Deuteronomy 33, 27. Let me just show you that scripture for a second. Deuteronomy 33. Twenty-seven. The Bible says, just a small verse, but it's very meaningful to me. It says, the eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Just that part of the verse. Listen, when you realize as, as a... You, as an individual, you know, the scariest thing I've ever did, I'll tell you what, the scariest thing I've ever did was step out by faith as a, as a church, try to plant a church. The scariest thing. You couldn't imagine it, the fear that was going through my mind. Going, what in the world am I doing uh, opening up a church? I'm going to fail. And the Lord said, the eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. 
You know, God just wants us to try. God just wants us to make an attempt to do something for Him. And when you attempt to do something for Him, God will hold you up. Amen? Every single time, God helps. God is there to help me. The eternal God is my refuge. Amen? Underneath His everlasting arms. You know, it's all about a step of faith. Missions is what makes churches grow. It is the instrument that God uses for the Great Commission. You know, uh, for the missionary, God's provision is always there. You know, as a missionary, I don't even consider myself a missionary, but as a missionary, God's provision is always there. I remember one time, driving back from Oriel O'Gorman, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not the brightest spark. I, I, uh, in the Volkswagen Touran, there was, there's, there's no spare. So I said, you know, the Lord get me there, the Lord get me home, no problem. But as, as I'm on my way back, uh, all the way from, from Oriel O'Gorman, Arklo, all the way to, to uh, where in Carrigaline, I noticed there's a puncture. And this, it's like 10 it's like Sunday night. And it's late in the night, it's about maybe eight, 9 o'clock. And the puncture, I'm looking at the puncture, oh goodness, what am I going to do? And uh, so this is my bright, my, my bright idea was this. I'll pump it up every, every, every station I come to. So every time I come to a station, I pump it up. And uh, I, I, every time I'm driving on the road again, I realize it's get, getting more flat. And I'll pump it up again. But then you come to that long stretch of the road. Do you know that long stretch where there's, there's no, there's no uh, petrol stations, there's nothing? I remember looking at Elena, I, I didn't have no face. I was like, we're going to be stuck here. You know, I have to get, maybe send for Weston or do something. And Elena had more faith than I had. And there we are. And I, I'm driving on the, the main stretch where it's the main road. There's no, there's no petrol stations. And I noticed that the tire is not getting, you know, the, the car is not going flat. It doesn't seem like the car is going flat. So I stop it, I go out, I look at it, the tire's rock solid hard. I'm like, this, this, is, this is unusual. So I, I keep driving, I drive all the way to Cork, and the puncture, the puncture doesn't reoccur again. God, next day I wake up, the tire's flat. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I mean, it was a puncture. I could hear the air whistling out of it. And God got us home. So, you know, God's very, very good to the missionary. It is a privilege to be a child of God, called into his work. God takes care of every need. Amen? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. God takes care of the missionary. Just like he took care of all those people in the past. This, it's about, finally, it's about the value of a soul. Listen, I mean, could you, you know, the Bible talks about over there in Mark chapter 8, it talks about what shall a prophet a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Could you imagine just the value of one soul that you're in contact with daily? Just one person. You know, you look, you look into the white of their eye and you realize that that, that that person is a living soul. And that person will, e will either spend an eternity in heaven and hell. And you can have the key to open up their hearts. Amen? By the word of God. It's, uh, you know, uh, it talks about all the different illustrations about the value of a soul. But, you know, if you could estimate the problem with this scripture, that the value of a soul, you, you have nothing to compare it to. There's nothing you can compare a value to one soul. Just one individual. One soul is precious beyond measure. And yet, 
That's why God sent Jesus Christ to, on Calvary to suffer the most horrific death, to die, to suffer the anguish of the cross. And we don't even fully understand it. Listen, when, when the Holy Spirit begins to show you just what it was like for Jesus to suffer the most horrible of deaths, you begin to get a glimpse of what it was like. But he suffered our anguish. He suffered our hell. And you know what? If you were the only person that ever lived on this planet, he would have done it for you. Think about that. You know, do we really understand the love of God? Do we really understand how much God loves each and every one of us? And shouldn't be we willing, just like Isaiah, Lord, here I am, send me if you can use me. You know, God will say, God can use you. God can use you in every circumstance you find yourself in. And God wants one individual, just complete surrender, just to walk with him on a daily basis. And God can change everything about your life and your circumstances. And let me give you, uh, it's also about going. I want to say, you know, what good is all the knowledge? Listen, what good is all the Bible knowledge unless you're willing to put it into action? Amen. You know, I remember being a fish, into fishing and all that. I learned all about flies. I learned all about casting flies and all that. Casting, uh, you know, but what good is it unless you use scripture? Unless you use God's words? What good is it? It's head knowledge and it means nothing. And it, it's a tragedy today within Christianity. Um, let me just give you a conclusion very fast. A right focus is all important. What is mission is about? It's about leaving your comfort zone. Listen, find your, your comfort zone, get out of it. Uh, it's about teamwork. It's about stretching your faith. It's about the value of a soul. One individual soul. It's about going. Amen? It's all knowledge. It means nothing unless you're willing to go. And then missions is always, and always will be, the lifeblood of the church. Churches grow because they believe in missions. Amen? And churches die because they forget about missions. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Let us stand. Has God spoken to you this morning? Whenever the word of God is preached, and we're open to it, God speaks to us. God's spoken to me this morning. You know, both their testimonies as far as um, uh, tracts. When was the last time you gave somebody a tract? When was the last time you just took a tract and put it in somebody's hand and said, listen, read this? When was the last time you declared the gospel to somebody? When was the last time you purposefully went out of your way, out of your comfort zone, to actually tell somebody that Jesus saves and wants to save them? Listen, if God has spoken to you this morning, we need to respond to it. What we're going to do is I'm going to pray, and um, I'm going to give you a moment to, to, to deal with God. When God speaks to us, it's right for us to respond to him. I'm going to give you a moment to deal with God. If you want to come forward, that's fine. Feel free to come forward. If you want to stand where you are, that's fine. If you want to kneel. But just don't let the moment pass. If God has spoken to you, don't say, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Because I guarantee you, you'll have forgotten it before you leave, leave the building. If God has spoken to you, make a moment of it. Deal with him. Do business with him now before you go. And then change. That's what God wants. Father in heaven, we do thank you for our sister and our brother speaking to us. Lord, Lord we believe it was a word from you. And, oh, Lord, I believe that you found your mark in hearts. You certainly found your mark in my heart. Now, Lord, would you uh, take and, and deal with us? Draw us into your great cause. Draw us into your great passion for reaching the lost. Now, Lord, would you bless? Would you be with each one uh, in these precious moments as we do business with you?
in Jesus' name.